Mabel Katz hanging out with us. She's the author of Zero Frequency, um, joining us via Zoom this morning. Thank you so much for your time. No, Merry Christmas to everybody. <laughs> so any big plans for the day? Like how do you navigate a holiday such as this with your uh, busy schedule? Working. <laughs> you know, for me, you know, I work seven days a week, 18 hours a day. There, there are not many different. I am going to have a dinner with some friends, but that will be, you know, after 8 p.m. So the rest of the day I'm here working. <laughs> <laughs> so 18 hours, like how as a professional, before we get into zero frequency, the philosophy and everything like that, um, letting people know about um, what you've put out and what you've been practicing and what you've been sharing with the world. Like, how do you manage an 18 hour day? Like talk about your schedule, your itinerary. Um, what things have you learned over time to maybe make that a little more efficient? 18 hours, I mean, there's a lot jam packed into that. How do you make it all work? Well, because um, when you do what you love, you cannot call it work. <laughs> yes? and when you have a mission or a purpose or you know why you are doing it. I always tell people the why is important. Yes, because in, maybe implies what somebody could call hard work. Yes, or things that you don't like to do. It's, it's part of the package. But when you know what you do, why you do it, uh, it becomes easier and you don't mind doing it. So let's talk a little bit about the journey before we get into sure. zero frequency and the, the philosophy as a whole. Um, your, your journey, what kind of led to the point you're at now? How many things have you done prior to finding what it is that, that you love? And just speak to um, everything that's basically taken place up to where uh, you find yourself now with the success um, behind this recent release. Yeah, I, th I think it's always important, yes, because people might be stuck right now doing something they don't love and, and they might think it's very hard, you know, to change or to really go for your dreams. And basically, you know, well, I was born in Argentina and I lived in uh, Los Angeles uh, for the last 37 years. And uh, one day I woke up. Yes, I was an accountant. I have two university degrees in Argentina. I'm a CPA and licensed in business administration. And I had everything that somebody thinks it needs to be happy, but I was not happy. And one day my oldest son talked to me angry, kind of the way I used to talk to him. And uh, he, you know, it was like a mirror. I, I saw myself and, and I didn't want that for him. I knew how that felt. So I thought, Mabel, you have to do something. I realized I was looking for happiness and, and peace in the wrong places. So I said, I, you know, there is something I need to do, some search. And as I made that decision, uh, AJ is like the universe took charge. Yes, it started bringing things to me. You know, I kind of, I call it waking up. And um, I did a lot of things and, and, and I thought there has to be an easier and faster way and I found it too. <laughs> so with zero frequency, um, for someone that's not aware, I have a Cliff Notes idea of the philosophy as a whole and I'm excited to read the book. Um, wanted to do it 
um, after our conversation. That way I have a little more context um, to what is behind zero frequency. But for someone watching this without any knowledge of this philosophy as a whole, sure. um, how would you explain it? Okay, so zero frequency is something that I created, something more practical to be able to share with people some theoretical, metaphysical, spiritual concepts that come from Ho'oponopono. So Ho'oponopono is what I've been practicing since July of 1997. And I've been teaching um, for many years now, but that I dedicated my, my whole life to this since November of 2008. Um, so Ho'oponopono really changed my life because uh, it is about 100% responsibility. And I felt free for the first time in my life when I realized, when I was able to, to download it, yes? And I said, oh, okay, okay, so let me think. I am 100% responsible, so that means I created it, I can change it, you know? So I felt powerful again, you know, it's, I realized that everything is a memory is playing in our subconscious mind. So, and we are the only ones that can change it. Nobody can do it for us. Like life is just the monitor that is showing you the programs that have been downloaded in your subconscious mind. So when you are willing to take the 100% responsibility and you stop blaming and complaining, not that I am not doing it anymore, but at least I'm doing more consciously now, um, you, you can change actually your life. And as you change, everything changes around you. So... I've been struggling with the pronunciation of this. I understand, you know, basically being responsible for your own existence, um, kind of admitting faults and basically the, the power of presence and basically being cognizant of basically that your actions control everything. But one thing that I am struggling to control is the pronunciation. Ho'oponopono. Um, Ho'oponopono. Is, am I saying that right? Ho'oponopono? Yes, perfect. All right, perfect. I've been literally practicing rehashing that. Yeah, I, I got home from the store um, after getting stuff for Christmas dinner. Um, I've been rehashing that basically the way there, the way back, and then ultimately in the week um, that we were able to uh, get you on after the initial uh scheduling with the reschedule and everything it's taken me a week to kind of battle that <laughs> pronunciation um so ho'oponopono it's the ancient hawaiian art of problem solving um that to you like like the art itself um if you were to put it into layman's terms uh for our audience like What's the, what's the best way to do that? Okay, so again, um, Ho'oponopono is, like you said, it's a very ancient Hawaiian art of problem solving. And the idea is that to realize that everything is replay memories, yes? It, like I said, in your subconscious mind. So what you want is to be able to let go and allow a part of you that knows why the problem, that has the solution to your problems, et cetera, et cetera, to uh, be able to erase. So for me, the way I describe it, Ho'oponopono is like the delete key in your computer. Again, you can talk to the monitor all you want, but the monitor cannot do anything, yes? So the idea is how you can press that delete key. So Ho'oponopono is how to press that delete key. 
And when you uh, press that uh, delete key, inspiration can come into your life. So suddenly, you know, you can see things in a different way. You can perceive them in a different way. Uh, you find the, you know, solutions come from nowhere, you know, where you least expect it. Uh, you don't have to worry as much. For example, one of the things that I realized with Ho'oponopono is, is, wow, I don't have to worry about all the things that I used to worry. I just need to clean. I just need to erase. I need to give permission for a part of me to erase and inspire me because otherwise we are coming again from replay memories. You know, the intellect really doesn't know. So it is also becoming a little bit more humble and, and uh, becoming children again, trusting. You know, I, I talk a lot about let go and trust. Let go and trust. So how did you come to find um, this philosophy? Like how, how did this happen? Um, what were the things involved that kind of took you on this journey? Um, which has led to a lot of professional success for you. Um, speak to your journey, Mabel, and, and some of the things involved um, to uh, get you to this point, because this is not only uh, a book of um, philosophy and, and different ideas and, and such like that. This is more than just a philosophy. It's, it's a way of life. And I'm just curious how this all came about. Yes, actually, I call it my a philosophy of life, you know, how to see problems. So realizing that problems, the problem is not the problem. So how you react to the problem is the problem. So Ho'oponopono um, works on the reaction to your problems. And if you are willing to show the other cheek, you know, instead of resisting them, you know, they go faster, you know, and again, and, and then you can see the blessing because there is always a blessing behind every problem or every challenge. So the idea is, uh, how, do, how did I get to it? I tell people, well, I mentioned here and I tell people, it wasn't a, a lot of struggle. I don't have a, a story of that. Um, I did a lot of things in my search like everybody else, but I also saw a lot of drama. Again, our reactions, our uh, perception of things, yes? Our, and our addiction to blame and complain, you know? It, it was about who could I blame for this? You know, somebody did something to me, somebody said something to me, and now I'm, I'm messed up because of that, yeah? So I thought there has to be an easier and faster way. I had this voice that kept in my head, you know? There has to be an easier and faster way. I didn't buy into the drama, you know, or the, or the blaming. So um, when I got to Ho'oponopono, it's not like the first, oh, I went to my first seminar and I got it. No, I had to see it many times and listen to this information many times to realize. And, um, and like I said, one day, you know, I was sitting there and I said, oh, I created it. I can change it. Yes. So it's like the, the, the coin drop. And um, so it was one thing bringing me to the next when I was ready. Yes. For, because, for example, I did, one of the things that I did that it helped me a lot too, it was rebirthing. And that's where I saw the drama. But one of the founders of rebirthing knew about Ho'oponopono and she used to talk to us about Ho'oponopono, but it didn't make any click for me in that moment. So it was after a while that I thought, oh, you know what? I met somebody that was representing who was then my teacher for over 10 years. Uh, that um, that she was representing him, and I met her in a 
rebirthing training. And I decided to go to Omaha, Nebraska, where she was organizing a training with my teacher, <laughs> July 1997, Omaha, Nebraska. So, I mean, you know, that's how the universe works. We got Mabel Katz hanging out with us. It is coupled the podcast. Uh, appreciate everyone hanging out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube now, and uh, the LoganAgency.com. Um, when did you, excuse me, when did you decide that ultimately this philosophy was going to be a way of life and this is something that you could ultimately share and really kind of base your professional pursuits around? Like, how, how did that come about? When did you make the connection between practice and, oh, wow, like I can share this with the world and this is something that ultimately not only can people get behind, but at the same time, this is going to be my way of life. When did you make yeah. that decision? Well, the, AJ, really, I was not planning to, to teach anything. I was very successful as an accountant, both in Argentina and here in U.S., and, you know, it didn't even pass my mind to change careers. Uh, I was already working part-time, making good money. And uh, it, it's a very uh, loyal, you know, career, you know, uh, being an accountant, especially, you, you know, when you're specializing taxes too. And, and I was happy because I was helping people. You know, it's very stressful for people, the tax uh, thing and everything. So um, it was about going with the flow yes i became kind of an official teacher with my with my teacher you know i was i was organized i went to omaha nebraska july 1997 i invited my my teacher to come uh, to los angeles that i would organize and promote yes and that happened january of 1998 and from then on it was it's a kind of a long story but anyway i was promoting it because I, when I woke up and I would take a class with somebody that really helped me and I would get some value of, I would organize for that teacher, you know? I say, oh, I can bring you some, some people, you know? And I was very, I started being very successful and organizing these kind of events, spiritual events. So I did the same when I met uh, Dr. Ihaliakala and uh, he came to Los Angeles, 1998. So I, I travel, I started traveling with him. I took him, I took him even to Argentina to teach. Um, and, and then suddenly, you know, I became kind of officially teaching with him. The photo of both of us was on the flyers. But one day we came back from one seminar and he said, and, and again, that was a hobby for me. Yes, it was the weekend thing. Um, but one day we came back from one seminar and he told me, remove my photo because I'm not doing this anymore. And that was the first time it just, I had a thought, yes, something passed my mind and I said, well, maybe I can do this, yes? And I asked him to meditate and check for me and he gave me the okay, you know, uh, to teach by myself. And, um, and, you know, in November of 2008, so, you know, just, you know, kind of figure out, you know, how many years it took me uh, to really one day said, I'm letting go of my accounting career. Yes. One day I just woke up and I said, I'm not preparing any more taxes. I called my kids and I said, I'm not preparing them any more taxes so that they knew they had to find another accountant to help them. You know, I was really serious. I was so sure about it that I didn't have to check with anybody, you know, 
but but it was like a preparation too. People sometimes says, okay, I know what my passion, I know my mission, I know my purpose, and I let go of everything. And sometimes it's a preparation. It's allowing the universe to guide you and to open doors for you. So uh, at the point that I I let go completely of my other career and I dedicated myself to this, you know, it took some years, but it was parallel, you know, working, you know, it got to the point that I couldn't handle it anymore. You know, it was too much. And you know what I think it helped me? I remember for to prepare taxes, we used some software, yes? And I've been using that software for many, many years. And but one, I remember one day I, I, I turned on the computer, I went into the tax, uh, you know, software to prepare, I think my own tax return. And I said, you know what? I don't know how this works. It was like my brain was not working the same way anymore. I couldn't think, you know, or connect the same <laughs> uh, in, in my brain. So I thought, I think I'm very, uh, uh, crazy to keep preparing taxes maybe i'm even dangerous <laughs> so that that change in kind of philosophy made it where ultimately the way that that you used to think ultimately no longer had the same relevance as maybe even a week a month before it, you you were just kind of at a point where you had disconnected from what had made you successful and yeah. that, that journey come to an end. Yeah, I, I realized, you know, that wasn't for me anymore. So one thing that I'm really curious about is um, with everything going on in the world, um, you ultimately call the journey a return to uh, the natural state of zero. So what you mean by that is the limitless state that comes when we live in the now it, it, is, it is to be present. Uh, it is like a no mind. It's not like you can be there forever, you know, or a whole day at, at zero. But the idea is that moment by moment, yes, you can, if you realize you are not at zero, you have to bring back to zero. So, for example, let's say that because of everything that is going on, you know, you, you are having some fear, yes? Or you are worried about your future or things like that. So realize that all that is either taking you to a memory to the past or you are worrying for the future, yes? And really all we have is this present moment. So in that moment, it's not like the fear will go and the worry and you're not worrying anymore or anything, but you don't, you don't give the power to that. You come back to zero. It's like being in the eye of the hurricane, yes? So you don't get there to see what is all going on, you know, or analyze it or, or whatever. You stay, you stay present. What happens is when you do this, you have a lot of help from the universe, really, because we have free choice. We are always choosing if we want to do it our way or we do it their way, you know, um, and things like that. So this way you are allowing, I mean, like I said, how, how did I change, you know, 180 degrees? How did I change even careers and everything? And, you know, uh, you, how, how, did, how did I travel the world nonstop from 2008 till March of 2020, yes? 
how I was able during the pandemic to, to still do some trainings. You know, I did some trainings in, in Mexico. I did some trainings in Miami. And, and I did a spiritual trip to Chichen Itza in the middle of the pandemic. So how is it that you can kind of live, create your own reality? Yes, in the middle of everything. I went on vacation <laughs> during the pandemic. But it, wa it wasn't that I was not surprised. But you are allowing the universe to surprise you. Yes. Uh, again, we all create our own reality based on our thoughts and, or, and our emotions. So if you are buying into the fear again or the worry or something like that, that's what you are going to attract. So being, be, live a more conscious life, being more present, observing, you know, becoming the observer, but not identifying with that. So I'm curious about this part. So living in the present, um, do, do you mean like, say, getting rid of like memories or pictures or stuff like that? Because a lot of people have a tendency to live in the past. So how does your teaching kind of tie into that with living in the present? Um, are you wanting people to just kind of be more focused and stop wrapping themselves up in maybe the accomplishments or things that happened in the past and just be more focused as compared to say being stuck in a situation where say something bad happened to them in the past and they are so wrapped around that that they can't move forward. How do your teachings kind of tie into that and how does zero frequency and, and basically um, bringing yourself down to zero kind of tie in to people that may have had some trauma in the past and can't move forward um, because of those things that occurred. Well, yes. For example, let's let's go to forgiveness, a big one. Yes, it's not about forgetting. It is about forgiving because you don't want to hurt yourself anymore. So if you don't forgive, if you see yourself, you have free choice. So you can see yourself as a victim for the rest of your life. And that's okay, because it's, it's your free choice. You know, they said pain is inevitable. Things are gonna happen to us because we, they come to, to teach us, to, to learn, to make us better and stronger. But you can choose to be a victim for the rest of your life. Now, one thing that helped me a lot was to realize that if I didn't forgive, I was hurting myself and I was getting myself stuck in the past. It's like you're staying there, yeah? You are not moving. You know, doors are not gonna open for you. You will, you will think that really you are a victim. These things happen to you, you have bad luck, but you are the one creating it. Why? Because you don't want to let go because you want, you are choosing to see yourself as a victim. So if something happened to you, even if it was very hurtful, it was perfect for you because it was an opportunity to make amends, to correct, like Ho'oponopono teaches us, uh, because there is a gift and there's definitely a blessing in these guys. But in order to be able to see it, you have to let go. You have to say, "Hey, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna hurt myself anymore." Yes. And and the thing is this, um, like I said before, it's not about forgetting, but it's letting go of my reaction. And I'm not talking about calling anybody, writing letters to anybody, nothing. It's not here. The work is all inside you. And, and deciding again, not to hurt yourself anymore. 
So basically what you actually are, are doing is working on your reaction. Every time that you think about it, you know, and you get upset or you think yeah, there is no way I can forgive. But again, you are hurting yourself, not the other person. So if you let go of that, that will allow you to be more present. And I'm not talking about getting rid of your past or anything, because our past helped us and brought us here. But what are the things you can be grateful? It's very easy to say thank you to the things you like, yes? But you have to start saying thank you to the things you didn't like, because I'm sure if you think about it, you will find the gift. And you will see, oh, the things I could be grateful for that that happened to me, that made me who I am today, or that brought me here, yes? So nothing really is an accident or a coincidence in our life, and, and everything is perfect. What is not perfect is our reaction. So Ho'oponopono is about talking, um, working on that reaction that takes you off zero, yes? So if you say, being con living a conscious life is kind of, being conscious that you are conscious, you know, that you can become an observer, that you don't identify with your body, that you don't identify with your name or your titles or how much money you have in the bank or, or, or what, car, what kind of car you drive. You are not that, not, none of that. And that's our problem. And that's what brought us to where we are right now. Thinking, identifying with things outside or thinking that there are things out there or people out there that will make us happy. Yes. So again, the problem is not the problem, it's how we reaction. So, and the reaction is what takes you off zero or present. And so, I mean, what, what I'm gleaning from you is that ultimately in this pandemic, COVID, whatever, people may view um, about what's going on in the world. Um, you're saying instead of looking at the negative of it, people should be able to basically use it as an opportunity more so to uh, kind of grow, evolve and, and change and kind of use that time productively as compared to some of the things that have ultimately occurred throughout 2020. This is an opportunity for us. The universe is giving us an opportunity to reconnect with ourselves and to, and to really... Um, get to know ourselves better yes and and to to change our priorities you, and and see uh, you know and and i know that all this looks very like oh yeah you know easy to say but believe me i'm a very practical person and and i've been doing this for so many years because i really know this works and i see results and, and many of my students around the world uh, see results. And it's much easier of what you think. It's about you deciding to really let go. For example, to let go of having the last word or being right or trying to understand. That in itself, it will give you a lot of peace. Like I said before, becoming a child again, trusting. And that's one thing that I feel like people may relate to listening to this podcast because normally it is myself and, and my fiance kind of talking about like our journey, which is um, anything but a normal journey as far as the podcast is concerned, but we are trying to grow um, into uh, taking it to different facets and talking to other people going through real things or people that have the knowledge such as yourself to explain to people that basically it's a lot easier to stop 
doing those little things that that start arguments make relationships so much harder um it feels like zero frequency not only is a, a way of life for somebody for themselves but also those philosophies um can be used in a relationship whether it be a romantic relationship a work relationship a, a friendship yes. so many different practical I I actually give you a lot of examples of, of real stories, you know, my, my own personal experience in my life. But it, I tell you a lot of things that happened to me in my professional life. You know, some people think, you know, this is, uh, again, you know, out there and kind of uh, la-la land. But uh, actually in Japan, I learned that spirituality is the foundation of any successful business. They told me that. And they said, we wouldn't... Uh, hire you unless we know it has a spiritual component. So you understand how far from ourselves we are, how far from truth, that we, we are lost. We are completely lost. We are completely asleep. We were looking in the wrong places, asking the wrong questions. And, and in the book, what I do, Zero Frequency allows me to give you a lot of practical ways to come back to zero, things that you can do and plenty of things that you said, oh, this I can do, this one I'm not sure, maybe this one I will try, but plenty of ways to get back to zero moment by moment. But you have to realize that you are the one that have to change instead of trying to change the world, yes? So I, ha I, I do have a world peace campaign that is peace begins with me, that is, it starts with each one of us uh, peace within is world peace. You know, it, it, it starts with us. Let's let's stop waiting for something to change out there. It, it's not going to happen unless we change. Excuse me, I almost sneezed there. Um, we got Mabel Katz hanging out with us, the author of Zero Frequency. Her website is MabelKatz.com. Um, I'm curious about this, though. Like, I am in 100% agreement in ways that um, this philosophy, this perspective could ultimately change my life. And I'm really excited to kind of dig deeper into the book outside of um, what I've read on your website and ultimately the information needed to uh, have this conversation and, and not sound like an idiot. Um, but I'm curious how you've, um, deflected noise from the outside world or people that might not um, be open-minded and not willing to kind of buy into the philosophy. And you've done this for such a long time. This is something that I'm sure you deal with with a regular um, occurrence. How, how do you combat um, people that might not be open to it? Well, one of the things we need to realize is we cannot force anybody. We all have free choice. And you have to accept and respect other people's choices, but you cannot stay behind because of them, or you cannot hit, uh, put them first or do what they what they like, you know, and then you are miserable. Those are the things that make us a very uh, miserable, you know, doing what, we, you know, finding a job, but that's what makes us make this world so miserable. Not thinking, don't, not trusting that we could do what we love and make money, you know, doing what you love. Um, uh, the thing of putting other people first, you know, paying attention to what other people think of you, 
you know, that makes us very miserable. Yes. So being willing to be yourself, you know, and yes, some people will like it, some people will not. But the most important is that you like yourself and that you don't have, you don't, you, some people, I tell people in, in my seminars, I said, you have a, a very important decision to take. You are going to keep making other people happy or you will be happy. The thing is, if you want to really change the world, you have to change. So some people will follow, but a lot of people will not like it because people think spirituality is doing nothing and spirituality is work. Spirituality is, yeah, looking at yourself. Not everybody wants to do it. Sometimes it's getting out of your comfort zone. Not everybody is willing to do it. So people will criticize you because you are showing them that they can be happy now, you know, and they could do it. So you do have a very important uh, decision to take, especially in these times where you have to decide, you are, we are deciding our future and the human, humanity and the planet right now. I mean, we a lot of things take right now and it's up to us, but we are all going to different places depending on our decision. It's a critical point uh, here on the planet that we are living. And, and I know there are a lot of people awakened, thank God, but there are a lot of people asleep, unfortunately. But, you know, you can, I always share with people, I don't mind when people, um, you know, uh, could criticize or don't understand or, or whatever, you know. Um, I, I love that because I come from the business world. I am still a very intellectual person myself, you know, and, and I can understand that. But I know how my life changed. And I know, again, you know, the changes that you can make when you change, they make it, they, how it affects everybody. Uh, but you have to also, like I said, not respect people because not everybody will want to do the work. I mean, you know, blaming and complaining is an addiction. Thinking is an addiction. Not everybody worrying is an addiction. Not everybody will want to get out of addictions, you know? <laughs> And they are all addictions that are accepted. Yes, you are normal. Oh, wow, you're normal. <laughs> and that's one thing with um, my fiance and the co-host of the show, Ashley, too. Um, she is um, an extreme warrior. You know, she's somebody that, um, yeah, wants to make sure all the bills are paid, you know, like two months in advance. And I'm very much of the mindset of like, you know, um, ultimately we'll, we'll get them done before they're, they're due. We don't need to be paying people in advance. Um, so we're just different people. And how, um, how do you communicate to people um, with what you do? I know you're not like a, a relationship counselor or anything like that but um, I'm sure you've dealt with situations where you talk with people that are maybe in relationships that are complete opposites and how do you use your practice to maybe correlate um, different things to different people with different mindsets well opposites attracts and I think it's good it's a compliment you know you cannot be I, I always tell people and now we are here yes and you have to pay bills <laughs> you know so I can understand that part too but it's also the trusting part you know and knowing that the money will be there when you have to so how do you find that middle point yes it's about um uh, respecting other people's uh ways of seeing and learning from each other thank god we are not all the same you know, or we don't think all the same. I think that that's what makes uh, couples uh, 
great. The thing is the respect, yes, or the admiration for, you know, I don't have that and she has that, or, you know, she could see, you know, some, some strength in you, you know, is, is mutual. So, you know, with, with my trainings, you know, I personally got divorced <laughs> because of this, but uh, I always tell people it's not about divorcing. It is about finding harmony. Yes, a lot of people, yes, yeah, some people separate, you know, but, but some people really find a lot of peace and harmony in relationship because of this, you know, because of being able to accept. For example, when you accept yourself, when you love yourself, you can accept and love others the way they are. Yes, and there are there is less judgments and things like that. And you can maybe even put yourself more into the shoes of other people and think, or not seeing it wrong. You know, there is no right or wrong. There are different ways, different approaches. But sometimes, you know, if you are too much out there, you know, it's good to have somebody you more grounded, yes, and vice versa. So I think it's, it's a, again, uh, kind of, uh, seeing the value and the gift and everything that we can we can learn together. So you came from South America, um, living in the United States um, and traveling the world. Um, can you speak to maybe some of the different things that you see in terms of how people accept um, your philosophy throughout your your travels? Because there are different companies, or excuse me, there are different countries. I'm sure there's different companies too but different uh, countries throughout the world that have a more conservative approach, whether that be due to religion or different things like that. So are there, there different places that maybe you've gone that have been less open? Uh, you mentioned Japanese being very open and this is a way of life. Are, are there places that you've gone that um, might be less open to uh, this different way of thinking? It's hard for me to say that because, um, you know, everybody that comes to my trainings are open, yes? Or, they, or at least they are looking, or they are looking to, to, be, to be open. Um, so it's very hard for me to tell you, but I have some, uh, some stories, you know, like um, uh, definitely, you know, there are uh, countries that are more open and then I have more people, you know, coming to, to trainings that in other places, you know, that could be one. For example, I, I remember, for example, in Russia, Hobonobono um, is very esoteric, you know, and some of the tools and everything way out there, yes? They are for, my teacher used to say that the, the tools are for children. So, um, uh, so I told my organizer there, um, I said, you know, we are going to remove some from the manual, uh, even though I have permission to use this one. You know, these are too esoteric. And she told me, no, Mabel, Russians love esoteric, <laughs> you know. So, you know, it depends. Uh, for example, I presented in the UK and my organizer uh, ended up being a Muslim from Kenya. And I'm Jewish, yes. So uh, when I got there and, you know, he was waiting for me at the airport and we were driving, uh, he was taking me to the hotel and he said, well, you are Christian. And I said, no, I'm Jewish. You know? <laughs> so that was kind of an experience. And, and most of, the, of my students there that came were Muslims. 
And I thought, well, I would, maybe I will have a hard time. Yes, they will give me a hard time. But no, uh, a Christian lady that was there gave me a hard time. And she kept asking me, where did you get this information you are sharing with us? Yeah. And, and, uh, and I kept saying, I don't know. <laughs> yes, because really, I don't know. And, um, and, uh, she's, and then she realized that everything that I was saying was in the scriptures. And so then I would say something and she would recite the scriptures that she knew by heart, yeah? And then the Muslims would say, oh, this is in the Quran and they would recite the Quran. So we, went, we ended up laughing and, and feeling like family and realizing that we are all talking about the same thing, calling it different names, yeah? And we all want to be right. So um, those, those kind of things, uh, you know, I had a lot of different experiences like that um, but definitely, you know, I think the common denominator is that we all have the same uh, challenges. We are all looking for the same thing, you know, peace, happiness, freedom. And, um, and, and I think that's the most important to realize that we are all family more than the differences, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing, but really we are all looking for the same things. In this day and age where people are either working from home or affected by the, the pandemic, because anyone that says they haven't really been affected by the pandemic, I mean, you, you deal with it. You know, everyone, everyone deals with it at different times. It may not be work related, but it's, you know, at the grocery store, it's having to wear a mask and, and stuff like that. Um, in this pandemic, though, how how would you um, tie in maybe some of your your teachings to people that are are kind of stressed out with everything going on? Like, how would you get people to kind of compartmentalize um, with your your teachings and kind of focus on um, family, especially with it being the holidays and and focusing on the the good things that are ultimately happening in their life, like. Um, for all those people that are worried about, hey, you know, paying paying bills next month or um, basically getting by or being just laid off, like how are you able to uh, communicate that to just people at their absolute lowest point to kind of change their change their mindset from maybe why me to what caused this to happen and what can I do to ultimately change it and get out of this? Well, again, we are all creating our own reality. We are living parallel lives. There are no two people that are going through the same thing the same way. It has a lot to, to do with, uh, again, with our conscious mind and, and the way, you know, we think and everything. And we attract based on that. Like I said, you know, during these times I was able to do some trainings. I was able to do a spiritual journey um, and, you know, and, and everything else. So it depends of, you know, again, your thoughts. Right now it's time to really let go and trust and allow ourselves to be, to be guided. Uh, it, it is not about the virus. It, it is about the plan, be, be, uh, be, you know, behind. And, and it's up to you who you listen to and what you believe really right now. And one thing that I, I really liked in the, the correspondence between um, your management and myself is something from your bio when you, uh, 
put in there that there's no vaccine in the world that can stop love or peace. That's, that's, <laughs> that's uh, well, well, to be, well, I'll, I'll tell you something. I was really shocked, AJ. I've been trying to write this zero frequency. I have other books. I have children's books too. Uh, but this uh, zero frequency, it took me 10 years to write it. And everything happened to me. I really felt that the universe was against me. You know, there was a conspiracy for me not to write this book. And I couldn't believe it. I thought, you know, it's important for me to write this book. Yes. And, um, and I mean, I can tell you a lot of things that happened to me. But the, the last editor uh, was supposed to uh, do the last editing in two months and it took a year. Okay, and so that's kind of the last part of it, uh, and and the last manuscript was ready July two thousand nineteen, but this book was not published for other reasons till July of twenty twenty, and when I went to the to the rec the recording studio to do the uh, uh, the audio book, and I read it because I mean this book took many years, so I wrote things in different times, some editings that happened and everything. I couldn't believe it myself. As I was reading it, I, I mentioned the word pandemic in the book. I talk about the pandemic of peace that is very contagious, you know? I talk about changing humanity and I'm talking about homeschooling or things like that. And I thought, no wonder this book was for now. It wasn't not even for a year ago. Nobody would have, you understand what I mean? This is the book for now, for what is happening right now. So I always was a little bit ahead of my time because of my way of being, you know, Latin people, we are always in the rush. We do things, you know, last minute, we do, we do it fast, you know, uh, kind of that, that Latin passion we have and everything. So um, yeah, I was going too fast and the, the universe had to stop me because that book, it is really, and very humbly, the best companion you can have right now to remind you, to reconnect. That's exactly what is the universe is asking us to do. And then you have to know that you are safe and you are protected if you allow it, yes? If you are buying into the fear, if you, uh, again, you worry and everything, you are on your own. So the idea is you have to let go and trust right now. And you mentioned that it took a, a decade plus from the initial uh, writing um, all the way to the final publishing last summer. Um, was it something that you maybe wrote down a little bit at one point, came back to it? Uh, explain the journey, because I'm super curious how um, creative people uh, do things in terms of the process. And this is something that I communicate a lot about with my, my other podcasts as well. I'm just curious about the journey. Um, I mean, if you have the time, I know you're, you're super busy, but ultimately um, I would just love to hear about some of the journey that uh, came to be with the, the writing process with Zero Frequency. Well, first I want to tell you my first book. Yes, because I was really an accountant. <laughs> But but then I, I at that time there was not even anything in, in English about you know uh, Ho'oponopono. and I somebody invited me for uh, to a radio show here in the Spanish for the Spanish community in Los Angeles, 
And people would ask me where we can read more of what you are telling us. And there wasn't anything. And I kept, you know, again, I had a voice that tell me, I have to write a book, I have to write a book. And I wrote that book and I remember I would stop, you know, and there would be times that I would come back to it. I would get up at four in the morning, you know, sometimes. And that's when, you know, I catch up with it or, or things like that. I think that the, the most important is, is go with the flow. Uh, now, to be honest with you, after my, my first book, you know, when people said, oh, your book changed my life, I would look at them and say, how could my book change your life? You know, it was, it was hard, to, hard to believe. So I think, it has to, I think uh, all my books are very easy to, to, to read because I write from my heart. And uh, it's really my voice. Yes, it's not somebody else writing it for me. So I think people can, can, can get that from that. Um, the other thing is I have a lot of intuitive students, you know, with certain gifts or something. So they would tell me, oh my goodness, you're, you're uh, in, in Ho'oponopono, we talk about cleaning, you know? And he says, you can feel the cleaning, you know, as you read it or even just have the book or, or things like that. So, it, but I don't do it myself. You understand what I mean? It's not my intellect doing it. So it's the flow. Now, the writing, to be honest with you, is not my, my strength. I'd rather talk than, than write, yes? And if I have to define it for you, there are times that you just know that the information is there, that you just have to get into the computer, you know? And you feel it, it's like a, like a feeling you know, and you flow. And there are times that you said, oh, I have to write a book and you feel like, yeah, but you know, and you find a lot of excuses not to do it. Yeah, because it's not flowing. But there are times that I don't know and I, I cannot define it, but it's like, I know the information is there, you know, <laughs> maybe it's a, a drawer <laughs> right there, you know, that is uh, maybe opening up or something. And there were times you know, that again, that I wouldn't find the inspiration, there were times that I wouldn't find the time. And again, that maybe wasn't an excuse or not, you know, um, the traveling didn't allow me also, you know, just to sit down and, and just do it. So it, it was in different um, times and everything. But um, I think it's really going with the flow, but it has to do with trusting yourself and putting your heart in it. I said, what is it that you want to share, you know, with people and just come from your heart, be yourself. You know, that's what I learned about, you know, doing trainings and speaking because I'm not a, a professional public speaking, but I learned that all I had to do uh, was being myself and being yourself is easy. So when you give yourself, when you come from your heart on everything, I think that's what makes you successful. You know, people can feel that. So the, the publishing process, like finding somebody to publish the book, did you um, publish it yourself or your previous books? How did it come about like you shopping this message to ultimately get it out to other people? What is that um, like for um, someone such as yourself? Like you said, that writing, I am, I am a self-published author. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, uh, the zero frequency, I wanted kind of give it to a, a publishing company and I might have had the opportunity, but there is so much sometimes bureaucracy and this and they cannot do it till one year from now or two years from now. And, and, and 
it got to the point that I was. That's why maybe it took one year for me to decide uh, what I was going to do with this particular book. And then I decided to go self-publishing uh, too. Uh, now I have to tell you, and these things are the ones that you cannot plan and you have to let go and trust. My other books had been translated to uh, over 20 languages. And, and the ones that have been published in other languages, it's all an email that I received. And, very, and it's very unheard of, of a self-published author. You know, Usually that happens when you are in, with a big publishing that has the contacts. But it just happened that publishers, you know, from Korea, Japan, China, Italy, you know, just contact me to buy the, the, the rights of the books. So you never know. You never know. So it's about, again, going with the flow, letting go and trusting. The, the universe is always there to help you, but you have to allow it. And you, you ultimately have to do the, the work as well. Um, with everything that you've done doing it for yourself and this kind of ties in like um with our company you know everything comes out of our our house um everything is done by ourselves you know there's no corporate entity funding us or anything like that so i'm always interested to communicate with people um who are self-made and you say i let go and trust and it just comes <laughs> really <laughs> You know, the opportunities comes. I mean, if you look at it from the point of view of a business, you know, um, all my invitations to speak around the world came with an email. Every copyright of the book in, in different languages, it came as an email. So it wasn't like I had to sit down and visualize or imagine because I couldn't have imagined that, yes? So, so one day somebody asked me, uh, but do you have a marketing department? You know, that they are, you know, contacting people, you know, and see, and, you know, if you want to invite Mabel, you know, to speak. And I, I had to think about it when they asked me the question. And I, I said, no. And then I said, you know, I think my marketing department is up there and it doesn't charge me. <laughs> it does a good job. And... I mean, a lot of things have been uh, fortunate to, to come down the pipe based on the hard work that you put out. Um, like how, how much work is it now um, to really kind of fit in everything you need to do on like a day-to-day -day or a week-to-week -week basis? I mean, I know that you have um, somebody that, that handles that to a point, but I mean, I could only imagine how early you have to wake up to make sure that all your commitments are taken care of on a day-to-day -day basis. To be honest with you, I'll tell you what my challenge is. My challenge is my employees. I wish I could do it all by myself, <laughs> but that depends on other people, but especially in technology. Technology is, is my weakest point, you know, depending on people. And, um, and, and that is, but for example, I'm going to tell you, I have a lot of employees and none of my employees had a reduction on salary or, or time or anything. Everybody worked all this month, you know, like nothing happened <laughs> to them, to me, yes, <laughs> but to them, no, <laughs> but I cannot complain and, and the money was always there uh, when I needed it. So, um, 
you know, again, it depends on your perception, your decisions, your way of thinking and, and things like that. So the trusting is very important here. And I keep repeating it because it is, it is, it is the most important. You have to know you're safe, you're protected and you have to give permission to be guided. We got Mabel cats hanging out with us. A um, few more questions for you and then I'll, I'll let you get about your day. I do appreciate your time um, joining us, especially with a, a reschedule and everything that's gone into this. Um, the difference is, between writing for children and writing for uh, adults, like how, how do you have to condense the message or do you have to condense the message to ultimately teach children um, these things or this way of life at a young age compared to an adult who ultimately is maybe um, stuck in their ways? Speak to the differences between um, sharing this message in book form for children versus adults? It is much easier for children. <laughs> children get it, you know, they come to my trainings with their parents or something and the kids get it, get it immediately. So really my children's book, the adults buy them because actually, for example, my uh, I, I wrote, let's see if I have it, I'll show you. I wrote The Easiest Way to Grow, where I put all the messages that I learned, that I realized just an adult. And I thought, oh, my life would have been so different if I knew this, yeah? So this is my first children's book, The Easiest Way to Grow, uh, messages you will be glad to know. And I put for children three to 100 year old, okay? Because it's really more for the for the adult, the adults that we need to remember this. The children know it. Now, what I had to accommodate to is that I couldn't write them all in a children's book. Yeah, a children's book is not supposed to be writing like an adult book. So what I did is I, I the book comes with audio and videos. Yes. Yeah? So all my messages and everything that I wanted to tell them is 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 an audio. And also a lot of the pictures have to do with weird stories that, that, that they were real and that they opened up my mind. So I put them in videos. So that was something that I had to adjust in this particular book. But my other book is Malugia, The Happy City. And it's also for adults. And it's all stories where I actually tell you this is a happy city that tourists come to see what they did. Yeah, they, they are so happy, yes? And the tour guys are the kids and they tell them everything about the philosophy of Ho'oponopono and what they practice, yes? So you get a little bit of the philosophy of Ho'oponopono through, through stories. And those stories that look kind of out there, they are real stories that I hear from my teacher, from students and, and things like that, or my own experiences. So before we let you go, Mabel, where, where do you go? from here now that zero frequency is out something that you spent a decade writing um what's the next step is ultimately not only the promotion of the book but continuing to uh do seminars um what is the the next move for you and and where do you see yourself going as not only the the pandemic ultimately continues with no visible end in sight like What's next? As you know, 
Uh, it's very important that we are flexible right now. Uh, we are open-minded, that we adapt. And one of the things is I'm adapting more to the virtual uh, thing. I've been doing some virtuals and I think I, I will have to go even more serious about it in, in 2021. We'll see. Some doors are opening for me to still do training somewhere, uh, you know, uh, but we'll see. I think that right now, I never plan. Yes, that's what I love about this. The trusting part, it makes I'm not, no, I don't set goals. I don't plan anything. I just go with the flow and I love it. I really enjoy doing that and I'm being surprised. So, but right now, specifically, if somebody's planning, <laughs> I mean, the universe must be laughing. <laughs> yeah, somebody that is planning right now, making any plans, because right now you really have to live moment by moment. We don't know what the next moment will bring. And stay in present, yeah, because the next moment will be the present too, the eternal present, they call it. So um, it, one thing that happened to me is that I do have a big publisher, a big Spanish publisher, uh, that contacted me and I am closing some contracts to write new books. Again, it's not my strength, the books, but um, I mean, it's not my passion. Let's put it that way. Maybe it is a strength, but it's not my passion writing. You know, my passion is more speaking. But um, I am going for, you know, some new books, but we'll see. Um, I hope, you know, that doors will open and, you know, that to be able to be out there more again. And if not, we'll, we'll adapt, yes? And we'll go more virtual. Yep. <laughs> well, it definitely has been a pleasure, uh, Mabel, with Mabel Katz. Thank you. The author of Zero Frequency, The Easiest Way to Peace, Happiness, and Abundance. Um, you can find it wherever you uh, get books, whether it be digital or physical copy as well. Um, or directly from her website. It is MabelKatz.com, M-A-B-E-L-K-A-T-Z.com. I appreciate your time. I know it's- And also you can go to ZeroFrequency.com oh. and, and the book comes with some videos, complimentary videos, where, uh, you know, that can help you, you know, to maybe give you that little push that we all need. So people can get a full- kit as compared to just buying the book by itself people can basically get things to accompany the book and really kind of uh, help out their experience buying it directly through zerofrequency.com yes well, thank I, you and uh, happy holidays to everybody yep thank you so much for uh, your time and working with us with the reschedule and everything like that yeah. and, and please let go and trust guys <laughs> yourself Look forward to reading the book in its entirety. And um, yeah, we'd love to have you back on um, when it's time Anytime. to promote any new things. Um, yeah, have Pablo contact us and, and we'll have you back on. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>